So, Trixie, how big of a problem is alcoholism in South Africa? Well, I think it is um, a very big problem because obviously it is an acceptable use of, of drug abuse. Um, if you look at research, what research has shown is that we rank very high in the world um, when it comes to alcohol abuse. We're basically just below Russia, which is known as, as, an, as an organized or a country that has a high rate of alcohol abuse as well. And we are, we are very much on a par with them. So uh, just a question, is there a difference between alcohol abuse and alcoholism or are they pretty much interlinked? Well, look, normally when you talk about somebody having an alcohol problem, it means that they are abusing it. So they are, they are using it to the detriment of themselves as well as possibly their families. And that would then be the disease alcoholism. I see. So, so it is, it's, it's interchangeable. The, the terms are interchangeable. So since we, we know that this is such a big problem, you're saying we're you know, very high on the list of countries. Yes. Yes. Uh, are we doing enough? As a country, do are there enough programs in place to to help? Firstly, I suppose stop um, alcohol abuse from ever starting, and mm. secondly, are we doing enough to help those people who are currently struggling with alcoholism? Okay, well, I think if you if you look, let, let's talk specifically Western Cape. Mm. There are a lot of um, outpatient and inpatient treatment centres in the Western Cape that deal with alcoholism as well as other drugs, but there are thirty nine centres that actually work sort of together with regards to, with, with Medical Research Council in actually looking at the statistics and trying to determine what is being done and are we doing enough. I think that first of all, I don't, I don't think we can ever really do enough because the demand for treatment is so high and sometimes we don't have the um, facilities or the capacities to actually help people. I think that's one of the, one of the, the challenges that we have. Um, there is a lot of prevention being done. Most organizations work in schools, so they work with the youth which are obviously at risk because normally people will start experimenting with alcohol when they may be 12 or 13 or even younger. So there is a lot of prevention, prevention work being done, which, you know, we educate the youngsters. We try and get them to understand what the dangers of alcohol abuse are mm. so that they don't even start in the first place. With regards to people that already have alcohol abuse problems or are dependent on alcohol. As I said, there are a number of different programs, there's a number of different centers. Um, you know, there are detox um, facilities should people need that. But I think the what we see as a treatment center is just the tip of the iceberg because far more people don't come for help than people come for help. Well, that is a that's quite a scary thing to think yeah, about, actually. Yeah, because yeah. It's, I mean, st statistically, if you look at it, I mean, really, we we see a minimal amount of people actually coming for help if you look at the population that is abusing mm. abusing alcohol. So, so for the people who do come to help, what is the success rate like? I mean, I know, obviously, that's a very uh, difficult question to answer, yes. but are there success stories? Are people able to... I mean, to use a to stay, silly to phrase. Stay, yeah, to stop. Yes. Look, there are definitely success stories. It's very difficult to put a sort of percentage on a success rate because you can measure success at different intervals. Mm. So if you say maybe after treatment has someone been clean for a year, that's already a success. But for other people, maybe only staying clean for six months is a success. So it's, it's, we're very hesitant to put a percentage and say we have an 80% success rate or, you know, 60% success rate. 
But I think the people that are successful in stopping abusing alcohol and staying stopped are those that have support. As long as there's a proper aftercare program for them, as long as they have support groups that they can attend, they have support from their family, possibly from employers if they're working, those are the guys that will not easily relapse. If you get somebody who has decided to stop using and they stop drinking, but there's no support and they're still having the same behavior that they had while they were drinking, you know, still going to the same places, Mm. still hanging out with the same people, the likelihood of them relapsing is very high. So it's not just about, you know, going through a 12-step program, finishing the 12 steps and the box is ticked. Not at all. Not at all. For me, um, you know, in my opinion, treatment is sort of the first step to recovery. That's getting you clean. But you, or getting you sober, but you need to stay sober, and that is why support and aftercare is so important. Uh, how would someone know that they are maybe on the path to alco- to becoming an alcoholic? To okay. do, all h- right. How first, would they know? First, first of all, I think one of the first signs would be um, that they start getting an increased tolerance to alcohol. So previously, maybe they'd have two beers and they'd feel an effect. Now they'd need six beers to feel an effect. So the tolerance level of the person increases. Secondly, if they haven't been drinking for a while, they have some kind of physical um, or psychological withdrawal. So they might start sweating, they might start shaking, stomach cramps, headaches. Um, They might start having hallucinations, things like that. Another thing is that the minute the use of alcohol starts affecting their lives negatively, whether it's financial, whether it's health-wise, whether it's relationship-wise, work-wise, then they should know that that's a problem. I see. If, uh, if someone wants to get hold of, or maybe not you, but definitely your organization, how can they find out more? How can they get hold of you? Okay, well, obviously we have a telephone number, so I can give that to you. Mm, please. It's 021-945-4080. Mm-hmm. That's our regional office. We do have seven offices in the Western Cape, so we will determine when the person phones in and they say where they're staying, we will uh, um, refer them to the closest office in the area, and then they can make an appointment to see our social worker. We also have um, nurses on staff, and we also have a psychologist on staff as well. Great. Trixie, thank you so much for for sharing with us. I'm hoping that people who are listening right now uh, can maybe look at their lives and go, whoa, I need help. And I'm so glad that there are people like you that are willing to offer help. So thank you for doing the the good work that you're doing.